Hello, hello. This is Tom James. I um. I will, I'll tell some stories about geese, and um. I'll start with uh, when I got to Beaverton. I uh, I, I may have mentioned in the previous podcast that I got uh, a ride. Um, from all the way from Klamath Falls in the south of Oregon to to Beaverton, which is up by Portland. You know, a hop, skip, and a jump from here. But I got dropped off, um, and I uh, <laughs> I didn't have anything. Uh, but and I didn't really, I didn't, I'd never been to Beaverton. I, I mean, I knew it was. You know, one of these suburbs, fine. And I, I just had to get a, a, a grip of, of how it was laid out and where the different businesses were. And so, I I wound up near a Safeway initially, and you know, <laughs> I think I was walking behind. You know, like wherever there's these strip malls, they have you know these areas behind it. There's some sometimes parking for employees. Sometimes it's just a pass-through where, you know, people would, you know, maybe uh, utility uh, or even to pick up the trash the, the, uh, the, the city workers come through there. But I was walking through <laughs> there's some guy by a dumpster and I'm like, I don't have any any bedding and there's like chairs by this dumpster and I'm like and I see a, a sleeping bag <laughs> and I said I went up to him and I go are, are you is, are you you got your eyes in the sleeping bag he goes no 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 it's, it's all yours <laughs> I was so thankful so it was a red sleeping bag I grabbed it and that was what I used most of the time, I think all the time when I was in uh, Beaverton. But anyway, so I had the sleeping bag. Um, I found the uh, the uh, a, a decent uh, shopping area. There was, I think, a Fred Meyer and um, there's a Burger King there. But it was busy, right? Uh, and it was just maybe a maybe a 10 minute walk from the transit center at, at, in Beaverton the transit center is on Lombard Street and I uh, it basically wind, the, tra- the tracks so there's buses that come in there and there's a light rail track uh, and the light rail track kind of curves out of the station goes across Lombard Street and then it goes across, I think, what's called the Beaverton Creek. And basically, as it's going across or, or approaching the creek, there's a big retaining wall that's next to a park that, that, that basically you know, separates the, the track area from the park. And, and the park runs along the creek and, and opens up uh, at uh, ground level towards uh, uh, on Lombard. And so I, I don't know. I, I, I was 
I don't know how, how many nights they've been there so far, but I basically decided to sleep as where the light rail tracks had the retaining wall as it approached the creek and crossed the, you know, crossed the creek. So I, was, I decided I was going to sleep with my head against the retaining wall and my feet pointed towards the creek. And maybe there'd be, you know, two or three, maybe four feet between where my feet were and the, the bank of the, the, the creek where it just kind of went steeply down um, towards the water. And I, um, I had met a guy who was very, you know, he couldn't communicate well. It, it didn't, doesn't matter, but I met him in a gas station. And I, I, um, he was, he was having a hard time with the, the, the people at the, at the gas station. It, it wound up working out, but I just said hi to him and was, you know, trying, doing my best to communicate, you know, and, and just, you know, you know, I don't know, I, I felt like after seeing the interactions at the gas station that um, making certain he knew that uh somebody else was there and, and listening and, and you know, making a, a, an effort to communicate with him and and, and, and connect in, in, in some you know, meaningful way and, and just be, be caring. That's what I did. So I, I saw him once at this gas station. It was probably you know a quarter mile to a half mile away from the from this transit center where I was going to be sleep, I decided I would sleep. So I sleep there one night, and I'm basically, as I said, I'm in this sleeping bag I found. My head's against the retaining wall with some of my clothes, and my feet are sticking out. And maybe there's, as I said, three to four feet between my feet and the the, the steep bank. So I, I go to sleep. In the morning, I start hearing this splashing and this rustling to my right. <laughs> and I'm like, what is, what's going on? I mean, I, I didn't know. So what happens? Two, three geese families, Canadian geese with goslings, start walking up the bank to my right. And they've got about, as I said, three to four feet between my, you know, my toes and in the bank to get past me because what they want to do is they want to graze in the park area but they have to come out of the water and go up and come up the bank and then you know pass where I if I wasn't there they'd have plenty of room well so two of the families look at me and literally walk less than a foot and a half from my feet and I, I grew up with Canadian geese at my pond at the pond we had in, on our, our farm, and, and they, you're normally very, very protective of, of, um, their, you know, when they have goslings, and, and if you come around, they start hissing, and I just said, I said, you know what I'm gonna do? <laughs> I, 
I'm gonna lay back and I'm gonna keep my eyes open and I'm not gonna move. And I'm gonna see what happens. So two of the families walk straight past me, right in front of me, super, super close. And I said, they trust me. They know I had geese in my pond, Canadian geese in my pond. I was so, it was so beautiful. I mean, like, I, you know, they just walked right past me. And the third family, and so they, they each, the first two families that walked past, you know, right past my feet, they probably had five, five to seven goslings each. The last family, the, the parents looked smaller, looked younger. I just he didn't, and they only had like three goslings, and they, and they were like, no, I'm not. I only had. I'm I'm not going to let my three goslings walk past this <laughs> this thing in the red splotch, you know, that's blocking. It's coming close to where they would be walking. So what did they do? They went. They walked back down the, the bank into the <laughs> creek, swam up maybe. 20 or 30 feet and then got out and, and got uh, got the, them and their goslings out into the grazing area and I, I said great job mom <laughs> and dad like if you're if you're concerned do the right thing keep keep you know keep your kids clear of it you know your, your goslings clear of it I was it, it, it was sweet because I could tell that these these two parents were smaller than the than the the first two families that walked by and I appreciated that they, you know, were concerned enough that they that they went around. But it was still beautiful having these goslings so close and these these parents just walk straight past me as I as I you know, was awoken um, that uh, that morning. Um, they, so that was the first night I slept there. Um, but yeah, so these geese it was just it was wonderful. Uh, the next night, um, I was getting ready to lay down again in the same spot. I had taken my sleeping bag and left the area and, you know, gone out in my day's activities. <laughs> and the guy that I met at the gas station that was, that I couldn't communicate with, you know, as effectively as I wanted, he, he's, he sees me laying down there by the same spot I left I slept the night before, and he looks at me. He goes, he's he's, he's shaking his hands like, like shooing, like, shoo. and, and I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, and he, and he, but he was what he was trying to tell me. <laughs> I found out later. So I'm asleep in the same spot in the middle of the night, and these huge sprinklers come on. And I'm sleeping right near a couple of them. And when they came on, I got pounded, like straight everywhere. Like my, it was, and I'm like, I'm leaning, I'm like, my head's against this wall. I'm just getting pummeled. I don't have my shoes on. I don't have socks on. I'm in my, I have, I have, I have left my shorts on, but I don't, I have to get out of there. I'm getting drenched. So I basically, I try to walk up, I try to like almost like beanbag jump up the hill. <laughs> I ripped the sleeping bag, the zipper. I had to trudge with barefoot, barefoot uh, across all, all of this, these rocks and these, um, um, uh, this mulch 
And I'm like, I, if if I didn't hurt my feet, I would be the luckiest person on earth. Because I just ran. I mean, it was. I, I just. I was just. I ran up the hill and got past where the retaining wall was, up to where the tracks were, and then I looked back down. All my stuff's getting drenched because I didn't bring anything. I bare, even my sleeping bag. You know, I had ripped it. You know, ripped the zipper. I had to. You know, basically ran out without it. It was getting drenched. My shoes were getting drenched. All my clothes were getting drenched. Um, and so I tried to time it and I ran back down. But that was what the kid was warning me about. He's like, the sprinklers are going to come on. And somehow the night before I got lucky and, and they didn't. But but the second night I got I got drilled. And so I, I run down, back down. I grab all my wet, soggy stuff. You know, I probably didn't... I, when I was... When it initially came on, I, I was getting just doused. And and I took everything back and I went to a, a, a local... I, I, I tried to sleep in front of a, one of these businesses that had been somewhat shuttered for COVID uh, on Lombard Street. Uh, or uh, there was a gas a Philip 76 and then there was this couple of, of small businesses and I just laid down in front of one of them and so I'm laying there like I'm stopping wet I'm like it's not that cold but it's you know <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't pleasant and a, a police uh, a, a Beaverton police a cruiser came by he said, what are you doing? I said, man, I said, I was sleeping by the, the transit center. Or the, and I got, the sprinklers came in and I got freaking drenched. I'm, I'm just trying to trying to dry off and, and get, get some modicum of sleep. And he goes, give me a name and, and, and uh, date of birth. I said, here, here, here you go. And uh, he said, just don't leave a mess. He goes, you're all good, just don't leave, don't leave a mess. I said, I won't, bud. I, I won't, sir. I was like, and I didn't need to preach to him about how wonderful I am about not uh, littering and, and never, you know, departing with a disaster or litter everywhere. Um, but anyway, so I got through that night. Um, but it was, it was still, it was worth it, because seeing those two families of geese walk right past me, seeing the other one, uh, uh, that may have been a little more cautious or less experienced, uh, take their goslings a little bit downstream was was wonderful. Um, the one other thing that happened, the the night when I got doused. But I got completely drenched by the sprinklers. As I was, you know, I mean, I basically, I don't know what time it was. But anyway, I was going to bed relatively early. It was still light out. And so I'm here, I'm there, and I see these geese. I'm on Beaverton Creek. So what happens? A beaver. (laughs) I see a beaver swimming on its back. It's like, just like, you know, kind of just having fun. And he's. The beaver swims under the tunnel, uh, uh, you know, where the creek passes uh, under the the uh, tracks. But I was like, ah, oh, that's appropriate. <laughs> uh, 
the beavers then and then I saw a beaver here in in Spokane um, I couldn't believe how large the beaver was I mean I'll, I'll I will the, the beaver from Spokane will be the cover photo of this podcast but anyway it was it was it was it was cute to see a beaver in Beaverson Creek <laughs> swimming on its back saying don't worry about those ducks this is my creek <laughs> or those geese um, the other thing related to uh, geese was I mentioned we had I grew up on a 12 acre farm um, we had a, a front pasture that was maybe six to seven of it um, and then we had a our, our neighbor had two of our neighbors had over 100 acres so we had a front pasture of ours and then we grazed on uh, maybe 30 to 40 acres uh, as a second pasture and then they probably had another 60 to 70 acres of, of uh, fields that we that we uh, would uh, bale hay from and that changed over time but just this is the gist of it but so Every year, there would be a, a family of Canadian geese that would that would uh, come to our pond. So a couple would be there, and then they would have their young. And it, this pond was small. It wasn't, according to them, <laughs> from what I could tell, they did not. It wasn't big enough for two families. This was very different than what I saw the behavior I saw in Beaverton, but with these families so close. And, and not having issue or, or being uh, territorial or combative, but at the pond, every year, the, the if if there were more than uh, if there was more than one couple, and this happened almost every year, the, the two couples or the three couples would fight over the um, the pond, and one of them would chase the other off, and that would be their their spot for, for raising nesting and having their uh, their goslings um, but we had we had dogs <laughs> and what happens when the, when the, the parents had their goslings at first they would graze them up the pasture so they would walk them up the pasture and the goslings couldn't fly they could run pretty damn fast but they couldn't fly so the the parent and it, it only happened once where I didn't I didn't know that the, they, they were probably 200 150 to 200 yards from the, the pond and that basically put them uh, let's just say equal distance from our farm the house we lived you know our house and the pond or, or thereabouts so the I go out with Klaus, our dog, Schnauzer, and he sees the damn geese out in the pasture with the goslings. And fucking, there was no stopping him. He, he just darted. And what happens? They all started running to the, trying to get the 200 yards back to the, there's no way they're going to make it. I mean, you know, the, the dog's super fast and, and, and the parents, the parents basically took off and, and, and flew back to the pond, which I didn't. I didn't. Ju- it worked out perfect. 
<laughs> I'll explain why. The what happened was there's say eight goslings running, 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 running. Their parents have already flown back. They're still probably a hundred yards from the damn pond. And my the, the dog gets close enough to where he's gonna get and I'm screaming, Krause! I was screaming as loud as I could stop I mean yelling like bloody murder just telling him not to you know chase these these, these goslings or hurt these goslings so what happens one gosling just drops down on the ground it stops it just kind of tucks tucks itself in at least on the ground it doesn't move so what happens Klaus goes up to the, the gosling it starts nuzz- sniffing it, nuzzling it, like trying to see what's going on. It's, it's basically playing possum. So what happens? Well, this gosling's playing possum. This gosling gave all of its brothers and sisters enough time to get back to the fucking pond. It was like probably 15 to 20, maybe 10 to 15 seconds. Every one of the other goslings gets back to the, gets back to the, to the pond. Or, 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 or like almost about to jump because once they get in the pond they're fine right they're safe and so what happens the, the damn the gosling that was playing possum wouldn't move and so but it stayed there long enough and kept my do- kept Klaus Klaus never bit it and I was I was shouting at him the whole time he didn't bite it he he just was and once he, he was getting you know like you know they talk about squirrel squirrel well so then he looks <laughs> he sees all the other goslings running, running, running. He's like, I want to chase something. I don't want to. This, this, this gosling's not doing anything. So he starts chasing the goslings. These goslings are like five to ten feet, or five to ten yards from the, from the pond. He's like 70 to 80 yards from the pond. They, all of them going. But he, what's he do? He fucking runs and jumps into the goddamn pond. And he's trying to doggy paddle, trying to catch the. the I don't care if they're goslings. They are swimming faster than him. And so they're all, they're swimming around. Guess what the gosling does that was playing, playing possum. It gets up and the, the Klaus is in the fucking pond and he just runs to the pond and he's like, I guarantee the whole time the gosling's like, I'm a fucking hero. I saved all my, bro- my brothers and sisters and they got, they got this dog that was, chasing us into the fucking pond and now I can just stroll back to the pond no problem <laughs> so it, it got up after my dog ran off and jumped into the fucking pond and it got uh, got up and, and then made its way to the to the pond and, and rejoined all of its its parents and, and its brothers and sisters it was hilarious I I never yelled at a dog that, <laughs> that loud ever ever before I was so and, and I just said Please, I cannot. I if because like this is this is like, I don't know. It's, it's not silly, but like these geese trusted this damn pond. They've been there. It, families have been raised there every year after year after year, and now this dog's gonna kill like its goslings. Um, because we had problems with chickens, where our dogs had, had, had uh, hurt them or, or killed them, but it just worked out. The, the gosling laid down, didn't move. All of its brothers and sisters kept running. Eventually, the dog gets confused and runs to try to chase them. Jumps in the pond, and now it's, it can't. 
it was wonderful. I was so thankful after. Um, I was extremely thankful that it did, did work out the way it did. But yes, that Gosling that played possum was like, I hope this works. <laughs> I could either be a hero or dead. <laughs> uh, but yeah. The only other, so the one other thing I would say, so th- this, is what, this is the kind of context I had thinking about Canadian geese. And, and like, at our pond, if you went anywhere near their goslings, they would hiss at you. Um, but, so, the one other thing I'll say, a couple other things I'll say. My, there's an island here, uh, as you cross uh, south on Division, and there were two families of Canadian geese that had nests there. And I, I caught the first, the first family I go, I was talk, you know, I kind of talked to them. Like, hey, because I was checking on them each day. I'm like, if someone's, if the, if the, if the goose is sitting there every day, they must have eggs or they must be getting ready to lay eggs. She stood up and, and like kind of looked, she kind of was, she was picking at her feathers, but she, she sat back down. I said, no, no. Because they took like a quick picture. I said, no, please, let me see the eggs again. <laughs> and she stood up. And she said it to me. And so I took these wonderful... I got I got some good pictures and a video of, of her eggs. Um, and then there was... Eventually... There was another nest area... That, ha- that probably happened several days after. But... Um, I... Once the first nest area where I'd seen the eggs, they eventually had hatched, and you could see them on the island running around, kind of just nipping at everything, trying to get some get some some energy and some food. But then there was a second nest, and I was worried about it. I kept going by, and the the, the Canadian goose was there every 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 time. <laughs> And I was like, I just kept saying, please, please make it successful. Like, I don't know, I don't know what the the rates of success are on every egg or every, uh, you know, group of goslings that are, uh, that are born. But I, um, I basically, I kept checking. And so what happens this time? She... And, she, and, and the, the father was there all the time too. I don't even know. I, I assume the mothers were sitting. It doesn't matter. But they were t- the, t- the, the two geese were there all the time. And so, eventually, they had hatched. And so, what does she do? She stands up and lets you look at them and take a picture. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and the father's like, move along. He's like, you know, he was he was sick of me. <laughs> Check about them. But it was so cute because she like, once again, she's like, look, you know, they were there under, you know, and, and I got to see them. Uh, yeah, it was, it was nice. There were other people, some other people had noticed the, the two nests. Um, 
But yeah, I, I, I was looking up the incubation period and I was trying to time like, okay, when, like how many, you know, when did I first take the picture of them on that, that second nest that, that the family had um, or that different uh, group of the different mate, set of mates had. And it was, but it was, <laughs> I was so thrilled. And I, it's embarrassing. Like when I was talking about it, I sounded like a little kid. I'm like, I don't care. Like, that's one of the things I said in my in my first book or my second book. It's like, think like a kid, and if you, even if I, I don't sound as as, as masculine or whatever, I don't care. I'm enjoying seeing these beautiful animals, seeing them raise their young, seeing them go through the process of nesting, seeing the commitment that they have towards one another, and uh, I just I really appreciate it. So I'll I'll put links to these different um some of the videos and stuff uh but sorry if i don't if i sound a little, a little silly but um it was i really enjoyed seeing both of them successfully have their their eggs hatch i haven't done this before but uh i'm uh recording over the very end of this podcast um when I kept visiting the spot on the bridge, the Division Street Bridge that, you know, crosses uh, Spokane Falls River, I, I mentioned seeing the second hatching of the, um, the, second, ha- the second set of, of geese who hatched. And I walked over during a sometime in the morning and I I had my headset on I took the the headset off I recorded the video so there's a video there where the second group of the second family had their had their young and showed me uh the at least one or two goslings from underneath the nest they're so tiny um and I was just I was so thankful um, to see them hatch. And so I put my headset back on. I wasn't listening to music. But so I'm walking north on the Division Street, Division Street Bridge. The island's to my left. And I hear the squawking. And it was close. And it was multiple geese. And so <laughs> I, put, I put my phone away. And what happens? About 10 feet above me, flying east to west, Four geese fly in a four-finger formation right over my head, squawking, coming down towards the water on on the west side of the bridge. It was awesome. I'm like, you. Yeah. I mean, I thought they're, you know, they're they respect they're, they they love the fact that I kept checking and that I was really cared about the second uh, the second set of of goslings, and they did a finger four formation flying over me. It was wonderful. I left that out in the original recording. Um, uh, the other thing was on at the diversion dam one time, I was recording the different water levels and the different amount of flow that they were letting through at the upper falls where there's a diversion dam that has some water come through and go over the falls, you know, on the Monroe Street Bridge. Well... That's not exactly accurate. But anyway, there's a diversion dam that sends some water to pump houses, 
or sorry, to, um, uh, to uh, turbines to generate electricity. And so I was recording it what, you know, frequently. And so one time I'm recording it, it was, it was a time where there was more flow coming through. And there were these two, uh, two or three uh, Canadian geese sitting on the edge. And I'm like, I'm describing what's going on, you know, with the water. And then I'm like, even the geese are here. And I said, and they were squawking. And I said, what's up? <laughs> I said, say what's up. And one of the geese, I swear, said, what's up? <laughs> with a squawk. And that is in the videos. So there's a link to Facebook that has all, and it's it's a public post, has all these pictures and videos of, of, of the geese. Um, but that was, it made me laugh so hard. <laughs> uh, but that's in there. The other thing was when I, so I wrote many of these stories down, especially the stories about traveling different places. And when I t- talked about Beaverton, and I wrote about the goslings and the, the, two, the three families. I wrote about the beaver swimming by on Beaverton Creek. <laughs> um, I uh, I went to do a street view on Lombard, right near the the facing the park. That uh, it, it's the direction of the train tracks that I that I slept uh, with my head against the retaining wall, and what's in the street view, Canadian geese in the park grazing. It was awesome. And I cl- included that link. So if, if what happens with these RSS feeds is when they go, get sent to all of the different podcast platforms, they truncate all the text. And all you have to do is click read more on the description of the podcast. And when you click read more, this jumble of text will turn into links. It will not show up as links when it's first presented to you. But anytime I, I post a link, if it looks like, hey, why can't I click on this? Just hit read more. And in all of the podcast platforms, it'll, it'll change to, um, it'll change to uh, an actual link that you can click on. Um, so I think the three links I included... Uh, there was one, there was the street view with the, with the geese on Lombard. There was a link to the Facebook post that has all the pictures and videos. That's all it is. It's just videos and pictures. Um, there was one more. Anyway, they're, they're in the, the description of the podcast. Um, and when I record a lot of these videos... I might sound a little silly. I might sound a little, maybe not as masculine, but I, but my feeling is, as I wrote my second book, laugh, think like a kid. And so if you can't enjoy things or think about things in their beauty and, and innocence and, and um, with excitement and, and positive thoughts that may, that may not sound like, you know, an adult, but I don't care. I, I love... Uh, seeing these geese families raise their young. I love the fact that they were successful in hatching their uh, both nests. Um, I, I appreciate the commitment they had to each other and to their young um, with both parents being there. Um, and uh, it's very beautiful. And if I sound like a kid, <laughs> so be it.
Um, with that, uh, the last thing I'll say, my sister, I have three older sisters. They're wonderful, um, incredibly intelligent, incredibly successful. Uh, and my youngest of the three uh, had two of the, her two children graduate uh, over the last month. Um, her son graduated from high school and her daughter graduated from college and university with uh, the highest honors. Uh, magna cum laude and summa cum laude, as high as you can get. So I'm very proud and I, I love them. And I'm, I'm congratulating them once again in this, this podcast. Um, with that, I will wrap up. Other than to say, uh, I have, I have um, these two books I've written uh, under the pen name Timothy Jameson, Timothy, not Timothy. All he has to do is switch the O and the I in Timothy <laughs> to get Timothy. And uh, uh, last name Jameson with an I, not an E. And my, I also will accept donations on Venmo uh, under the pen name. Uh, well, under the, the, the call sign at Timothy Jameson, all one word. Um, no, no spaces. Thank you for listening. Um, I hope you enjoyed this. Please check out the videos uh, and uh, pictures. And uh, bless you. Thank you.